my lords, my ladies, and everyone else not sitting on a cushion. This is Lords of Order issue 65. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is a DC Doctor Fate fan podcast. And be aware, here there be spoilers. If you want to send an email, you can send that to the Doctor Fate fan podcast at gmail.com. You can leave comments on the website, bigtimenoise.com slash Dr. Fate, or the Lords of Order pages on Google Plus and Facebook. And should you show, show, so desire, you can tweet Teal, T-E-A-L, Productions. The book this episode is the current volume of Dr. Fate, issue 10, cover dated May 2016. This came out very recently. Paul Levitz and Sonny Liu are the storytellers. Lee Lofridge colors. Seda Temafante on letters. Um, I apologize if I am butchering that name. If someone knows or if uh, Seda listens, absolutely correct me and I will do my best to endeavor to pronounce it correctly. On the cover we have Dr. Fate standing um, somewhere in a room. Or maybe in a hallway. It's hard to tell. He's leaning up against the wall with one foot up against the wall. Um, His foot placed on the wall behind him, you know, standing kind of casually, holding a smartphone, one hand in the pocket of his hoodie, while ancient Egyptian guards wielding spears are running past him. He's got the exclamation uh, signs above his head, like he's, you know, surprised by what's going on. The wall behind him, there is a drawing that is hard to tell what exactly, who exactly it's supposed to be. Having read the issue, it is now the depiction of a Caesar, you realize after having read the book. So that's the cover. Now the issue picks up uh, pretty much exactly where we left off last issue. Dr. Fate, in trying to free some of the Egyptian protesters that were friends of Achilles, are being held in the basement of the Egyptian consulate in New York, Dr. Fate has gone to free them. He has, is being impeded by multiple, multiple ghosts of ancient Egyptian guards wielding various weapons of that era. The single not restrained human is yelling at the ghosts, stop him, it's the flying one who helped the demonstrators. Um, this is a military person of some sort, it looks like, rather than a police officer, a New York police officer. Uh, There's a scar on his face, which I guess is supposed to mean that he's a soldier. You know, he's seen more action, I guess. So the ghosts attack, and at first Dr. Fate realizes that they're, or doesn't realize, he he thinks that in that they're ghosts, they're immaterial and they can't hurt him. Well, a quick slice by a sword, and he finds out that's not the case. These ghostly apparitions can hurt him. So he summons up his energy, pulls a portion of the ceiling down on them, and they they move right through it. So the physical um, obstructions cannot seem to stop these immaterial beings, but the immaterial beings can hurt him physically. So he's thinking, well, what can I do? I don't know. So he zips to get away, goes instead to try to rescue the protesters that have been jailed, caged up. And as he's talking to them, one of the ghosts grabs him from behind and starts uh, dishing out a heaping helping of uh, physicality to him here, uh, all too much success. We cut to 
Khalid's parents' home, where Akilah has wandered after having been freed and set loose by Dr. Fate. So she's sitting here recovering. She has told her portion of her tale to Khalid's parents. Uh, A little back and forth here. We see in the course of the conversation that Khalid's dad, Muhammad, is kind of hedging in speaking about anything about Khalid because he is aware of Khalid's dual um, uh, personage, not necessarily dual personality, but his Dr. Fateness. We cut back to Fate, who is about to be beset upon by the multiple weapons all being wielded by the ghosts. Again, trying to figure out what he can do, and he thinks, oh, well, and he phases down through the floor, just as he phased into the building, searching and everything like that. Continues going down and down and down and down to the lowest of the subway um, openings, cuts in, in the city. He then gathers himself, raises back up, and raises himself into the cell. Okay, rather than outside in the anteroom. He's, he's in the cell now, having phased up through the floor. But the ghosts, being immaterial, they just walk right through the bars, and they're in the room with him as well. So, as, as all of this has been happening, he's been... Uh, Khalid, I guess you would say, has been conversing with Nabu, and Nabu has given him a heads up that these are beings of darkness. And so how do you banish darkness? So Khalid introduces a giant uh, burst of light that seemingly dispatches these ghostly beings. He then focuses back on, you know, now to get these people out of this cell, but the one remaining human that is down there, this guard, pulls his gun and tells that tells Khalid, well, even though they have not been able to stop you, I can. We cut back to Khalid's current um, girlfriend, Shaya, as she is wandering around the medical school doing her you know, just daily thing. But she has overheard the dean and this one professor, Agrawal, talking about Khalid, uh, Mr. Nasur, of course, as they refer to him, in not flattering ways. Um, they apparently are working towards kicking him out rather than, you know, Khalid just dropping out. So, Shea is very worried for him and is uh, trying to text him, updating him on all of this and what's going on. We cut back to the consulate, the basement of the consulate, as Dr. Fate is facing down this Egyptian soldier. I'll say Egyptian. I don't know. Egyptian soldier who fires on him um, and the crowd behind him because now – he is in the cell with them, the soldier on the other side of the bar, so he's just firing wildly, trying to kill anybody that he can. Fate blocks all the bullets, pulls electrical wiring out of a nearby wall, both wraps them around this soldier, but also shocks him. Bends the bars in two or three places of, of this huge wall of bars that the people are behind so the people can pass through. Um, they walk up the stairs out of the consulate, and as they're exiting the consulate, just as it is 
basically fate's turn to leave as well, we see someone behind him cry halt. And then we cut scenes again. Back to Khalid's family's place where now uh, Akila has received a message from the other Egyptians that fate has just set free. We're free. What do you want us to do? Well, we, we can't do anything. Let's regroup and find out what we're going to do. How did you guys get out? They text her a picture of fate. And uh, she realizes that, wow, this person looks very, very much like the person that helped me. And for some reason, she kind of is taken aback by that. I, I don't understand her her attitudes or her actions at this point, but she seems very disturbed by this. So I'm, I'm not sure what the what the reasoning is, why she is all of a sudden so distraught. She seemed to have been handling, okay, the fact that she was rescued by, you know, somebody uh, when she was here, but now the fact that this person has rescued her and rescued her friends seems to be too much for her to handle. So uh, she decides to go on her way, leaving Khalid's mom and dad to, uh, again, talk about themselves, talk about the situation, talk about Khalid, where Muhammad again kind of hedges because he is aware. Mom is not. Cut back to the consulate where we see that the voice that pulled Dr. Fate up short as he was trying to leave the building comes from ghostly centurions now, not Egyptian guards. He tries the same burst of light on the centurions and it does not work. Nabu instructs Khalid that he needs to find the answers within. And uh, we have some kind of whammy-jammy thing here. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happens, because I thought that what was going to happen is that his subconscious was going to delve delve inside himself, okay, to, to find a, a method of escaping these centurions but that that's what it appears to be at first but then dr fate appears in some room somewhere uh, the centurions follow him and they coalesce around him as well and off to the side we see as someone in the guise of caesar or a caesar screaming Render him unto me. And uh, that's the end of the book. Great Caesar's Ghost is the teaser for next issue, issue 11. Uh, so this th- this has left me kind of confused as to what happened. Uh, it seems at first that Khalid was working through memories, um, both his own memories and also ancestral memories, memories of his father, memories of his Egyptian peoples. Uh, but this manifesting physically somewhere in a darkened room has kind of thrown me for a loop. So I'm not sure if that's a subconscious construct or if this is a physical construct and he has physically traveled somewhere else. I'm not sure. I would think that he has physically traveled because we have this person screaming, render him unto me, which I don't know why that would be a portion of Khalid's consciousness that he traveled to. Um, I'm sure it will be explained next issue. Uh, 
as of the end of this issue, issue 10, it is not very well explained. So that is this. Um, I still am enjoying this quite a bit. Um, I'm not sure I necessarily enjoy the number of times that I'm confused by things. I don't know if that's me. I don't know if it's a reflection on the storytelling, a combination. So it's just kind of unsettling that the book confuses me as much as it does. I I don't know why. Either way, next time up, we jaunt back to the Golden Age as I will discuss the 1942 volume of All-Star Comics issue number 10. And having said that, I do want to throw out a quick you ought to listen to to the All-Star Comics Review Podcast, monthly comic, uh, monthly podcast, reviewing this Golden Age All-Star Comics book, an issue at a time. They go through the entire issue, whereas anytime I speak of it, I speak only of the Dr. Fate important parts. So if you want a deeper discussion about all the individual missions and all the other characters, the All-Star Comics Review Podcast there are only two episodes in at this point, so it would be a quick catch-up. Um, probably here before too long, episode three will be coming out near near the end of the month, it looks like. So I wanted to give a shout-out to those guys. I've been enjoying that podcast very much, especially a monthly podcast. I, I enjoy those because I listen to so many. Um, having one that is monthly is certainly easier to keep up with than a weekly, and so my my podcasting listening isn't quite as full with a monthly show. I like that. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All-Star Comics, issue 10, the Dr. Fake portions anyways. Next time, talk to you then. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0, unported license. 